Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me on an episode on physiotherapy performance perspectives. I am here with Brienne Showman, who I love to call Strongman because she is str- strong. Yeah, her muscles are absolutely incredible. Um, and for anybody in the performing arts, which is you, the listener, you would definitely be like, oh my God, you are fierce when you meet her in person. She's incredible. Anyway, so first of all, Brienne, thank you so much for coming on. You are quite welcome. I'm so excited. I love this. All right. So we're going to be talking about nutrition. This is Brienne's passion. She is a wise, wise woman. And I wanted her to come on here so we could just really just dive in to just all things eating. So I would love to start with your opinion of fad diets. As a person who used to be hardcore against saying, oh, diets are temporary, but then as I age, things get more difficult. I'm like, I'm kind of for them. Whatever works, even if it's temporary, I'll take it. (laughs) So I would just love to hear your insight uh, on that. Let's start. And I'm going to hand you the mic because I don't want to use my biceps muscles. I like that excuse right there. I like that excuse. Um, So fad diets, in a very short answer, I hate them. Um, In a longer answer, essentially when – like, I don't like using the term diet anyway when we're talking about things um, except for when we are talking about like fad diets, that sort of thing, for the factor of like – People always want to go on a diet to lose weight and this, that, and the other. And it's caused this problem of technically we don't have a weight loss problem. We have a weight gain problem. We can lose weight just fine, but can we keep it there? And that's what these fad diets cause is they get us to that weight that we want to be at. But then once we're there, because we've done these extreme methods, we don't know how to maintain that. So then we put all this weight back on and then we have to figure out what our, what's our next fad diet to do in order to get us there? Rather than let's figure out what works for your lifestyle, what can we make work for you forever and create that as a better method? Yeah. I mean, I know, I know. Definitely automatically applying myself, the performer part of me, into this. <laughs> I know that's the answer, but say – you went on a long vacation and then you have to shoot a film and you need to be the next Catwoman in a unitard. <laughs> and then the next, I'm, 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 let's pretend I'm just a successful blockbuster actress. The next movie I'm doing, I'm going to be Bridget Jones and I have to gain a lot of weight. Like, how do you deal with that kind of stuff, stuff healthfully? I mean, essentially, if you know those situations are there, you know, you know, you have those roles coming up, figure out like the best way is to make sure you have enough time between those roles to create that person you need to be for those. Giving yourself, you know, if you need to lose, you can lose a significant amount of weight quickly if done right. Um, Like there are ways that you can healthfully lose 10 to 15 pounds a month. Uh, maybe a little bit more if you were in some really bad habits prior, but like to try to drop 30, 40 pounds in a month is not a way I advise. So if you know you need to get down to a certain weight, can like can we figure out a healthy way to get you there? Maybe we are cutting calories more than I would prefer, but we can still eat those healthy foods in order to get there rather than trying to do a fat diet. Same thing as far as gaining weight. 
Um, essentially, the gaining weight part is pretty easy as far as it's just increased calories compared to what you're burning. <laughs> so, so you can have a lot of hot chocolate and Dunkin' Donuts? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, something like that. But, um, you know, it's increasing the right foods in order – the foods that are better for you but still getting you at a calorie surplus in order to put the, the weight on for those rolls. So since we're talking about weight gain specifically, if you need to do that for a roll or if you're trying to do that – yeah, let's just say for a roll for now. What – why can't? Why does it have to be healthy fats? Why does it have to be healthy foods? Why? I'm I'm making myself fat. Like why? There's still the your body doesn't do well with those unhealthy fats um, or the processed sugars. Like those are the things that are going to essentially contribute to a lot of the health issues that we have. Um, you know, is being heavier than a you know an ideal quote unquote ideal weight a good thing, not necessarily for long-term, but for roles, it has to happen. Um, but we can do that using those healthier versions of fats that actually um, give us some anti-inflammatory properties, actually give us some antioxidants in our bodies, um, using healthier versions of carbs rather than just processed sugars. And so we can, there's, it's just a, the body itself is going to respond better to those um, healthier foods rather than more of those processed type sugars and fats. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I know. I get it. Would you mind giving, since you are a physical therapist as well, a perspective on what could happen to your body um, function-wise if you are doing it without the proper nutrition? Like, give some dark stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about the performance side of things, when we are eating more of those processed foods, those unhealthy fats, um, not even going health side to start off with, but going the performance side, um, your body is trying to figure out what to do with these foods. And so it causes inflammation naturally in the body. So your body doesn't recover as well between rehearsals, between performances. Um, you, um, which can also with that inflammation can cause joint pain, can cause headaches, can cause bloating, can cause, um, digestive issues. All sorts of things can happen, um, because of that. The other thing too is you're, when you are eating more of these processed foods, these chemicals, you're putting yourself, um, especially when we're talking sugars, you're putting yourself into this like sugar high and then crash and sugar high and then crash. And so your energy levels are off constantly. So then you're needing caffeine to supplement. Well, then you're not going to be able to sleep well. And so it just causes this cycle of, um, of issues as far as that goes. Thinking long-term, uh, we can start looking at more of the high cholesterol, diabetes, heart condition type of issues from those unhealthy fats being in our system regularly. Yeah. I actually want to highlight one of the first things you said that I went, ooh, it's such a good, good point, is the recovery time between shows. So say you are on a gig in some other, you know, ho-dunk nowhere or even on Broadway, and we have this steady stream of shows that we're doing six days a week. Now, it takes a while for your body to recover from one show to the next. In addition to if you are having a fun lifestyle outside of that show, because say you're in the middle of nowhere, you're going to go out and party with your cast, you have the daytime to recover, you do the show again. Imagine if 
you were able to recover better just by changing how you ate. Just by changing how you ate, how much more you could enjoy the day before you went into your show. For people who are doing Broadway shows, what pops into my head is that's a full-time job in my opinion and then some because you're doing you're at, you know, the dream spot as a musical theater performer and you don't want to be crap for any audience because then people watch and they go, oh, this person's phoning it in. So if you're eating horribly, you're making it 10 times more difficult to get back. That's just, that's awesome. That's a very good point. You went dark there. Thank you. Thank you for going dark. You're quite welcome. (laughs) All right. So are there uh, quick tricks and tips that you could give for somebody um, health-wise, food-wise? Let's, let's pretend we have a party or listener listening. Somebody in their 20s, you know, they're able to recover, so they're able to party a little bit more. What are some good things that people can give to their body to help recover? Not that we want to make a habit of this, but I just thought this popped in my head. I was like, why not? To, um, for them to get back to that optimal performance. Yeah, when we're talking food, it can be super easy. Um, Pineapple and blueberries are phenomenal uh, for recovery purposes for decreasing inflammation in the body. So just adding those to what you're eating on a daily basis or one of those to what you're eating on a daily basis can be huge. Um, Along with that, there's a lot of spices you can use, either taking in supplement form or um, actually just cooking with them. When you, if you aren't on the road and you are actually at home and able to eat at home, um, at least for one meal a day. Um, so things like turmeric, black pepper, oregano, basil, uh, rosemary, all of those have really strong anti-inflammatory properties, really strong healing properties. So just adding those to your foods regularly can be very helpful. Uh, you can also, I actually take turmeric in a supplement form every single day. And uh, that helps to just keep my inflammation down. It's an easy way for me to get it, especially when I am traveling Uh, for work or for play. Uh, The other thing too, another great just supplement that you can add to almost anything is collagen peptides. There's, um, which is actually great for soft tissue repair. Um, There's a lot of research coming out now to show um, tendons, ligaments, cartilage, everything that protects those joints are, um, that the collagen definitely affects those in a positive manner to keep them nice and healthy. So it helps you recover better initially. And then long-term you can perform longer because it's actually keeping your tissues healthier. Would you mind going, I just realized I understand it, but maybe the audience doesn't. What do you mean by inflammation? Like, is it like a swelling ankle? What do you mean by that? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's two types. I shouldn't say there's two types of inflammation, but it shows up in different ways in our body. There is the, I've been injured, something swollen, knee, ankle, shoulder, whatever it may be. Um, But there's also inflammation that can show up systemically. Um, And this comes a lot by what we put into our bodies. So our gut is, gut health is huge to what happens with the rest of our body. So if we're putting crap in our body, um, that gets out into the bloodstream. It get it actually leaks out through the gut sometimes, um, which is called leaky gut syndrome. And so all these sugars, chemicals, your body doesn't know what to do with can get out into your system, basically causing an internal inflammation. So this will sh- can show up um, as bloating. It can show up as headaches. It can show up as joint pain, um, 
being lethargic. It can, um, you can also get like rashes, um, like skin breakouts, that sort of thing from it too. So there's a lot of ways this internal inflammation can show up. Thank you. That's such good insight into the world of inflammation. I feel like it could be a whole book on it. It's probably, there probably are books on, yeah, I'm (laughs) just realizing I'm so inspired. I'll be unoriginal thinking I'm original (laughs) with a book called Inflammation for Performers. Well, this is really helpful. Okay. So I'm trying to think uh, other things that I would want to know, aka other performers would want to know, but from a very selfish viewpoint because no one here is giving us input. But of course, always you can message Brianne with more questions. Um, So I have my assumptions and things that I know from my own experience on the foods that do directly cause inflammation. Are there ones that are just like, that you would... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, recommend trying to avoid as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, my biceps. <laughs> For those who don't know, I almost dropped that mic there. It was it was like... <laughs> <laughs> the biceps are getting tired, Jenna. Yeah, oh my God, the workout. <laughs> uh, as far as causing inflammation, pretty much anything processed foods can contribute to inflammation, added sugars, that sort of thing, um, as is an automatic, like over time your body's going to become inflamed from those. Um, But then we also have to think of things that you aren't necessarily allergic to, but are common allergens that your body might not tolerate well. So then we're getting into the gluten, the dairy, um, eggs, soy, some of those things. Um, Just because the body doesn't know, most of our bodies aren't real good at processing those things. Our bodies, especially when it comes to dairy, our bodies aren't really made to be able to process casein and whey past infancy. Um, the other thing too is our body, there's a lot of things in those grains that we just can't break down that gluten really well. So a lot of people, even though you aren't necessarily allergic to it, we can have some intolerances to it that can cause some internal inflammation. Um, and then th- where this can get difficult is... Many times our bodies are intolerant to just random foods out there, and we don't realize it until we really start to um, put patterns to what we're eating and how we're feeling. Mm -hmm. So like for me, I don't do very well with grapes, with tomatoes. Um, Those are kind of my two biggest triggers that I still have, Um, and I know if I eat those a couple days later, I'm not going to feel the greatest. I'm not going to perform the greatest. So a lot of that comes down to there are blood tests you can get done for those, but a lot of that's just kind of watching trends and keeping track of like, okay, if I I ate these foods today, how do I feel in the next couple days? And start looking at trends as far as where, what similar foods you're eating and how you're feeling from those. Okay. First thing I want to ask is the eggs. Second thing I want to ask before I forget is you're saying in a couple days, why not the next day? But start with the eggs. Oh my gosh, I would hate to say goodbye to eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Eggs are an interesting one. Um, For the factor of, it's really interesting how our bodies work that if we eat especially with proteins, too many, too much of them consistently, we build up a pretty fast intolerance to them. But then they can also, with elimination of them for a while, we can also work them back in. So I actually, I used to eat a ton of eggs. I had egg whites in my smoothie every morning. I have eggs, um, hard-boiled eggs for snacks every morning. And I actually built up a pretty bad intolerance to them. Eliminated them for about six months, and then I was able to finally eat them again, and now I'm good as long as I'm not eating them every single day. So um, it's just one of those things that proteins are one of the worst ones that we can build those intolerances up to very easily. Um, And then to get to 
Why a couple days later? This is where it comes down to more of the isn't an allergy or an intolerance. With the allergies, those are your immediate response things. With the intolerances, it's more like as it gets into your system a little bit, as it gets digested, as it gets into your bloodstream a little bit more, that's when they start showing up. So it takes a couple days for those. That's so, so interesting. I want to go into more about the eggs. <laughs> She's like, don't take my eggs from me. Well, no, because the eggs led to something really interesting about protein. So how would somebody, to prevent getting an intolerance, how would somebody prevent that? Like how often do you have to change it up? That Because that to me, I, I my head started to swirl a little bit. I was like, oh my God, yet another thing. Like I would love to learn how that's done and an easy way to do it. The biggest thing is just making sure, especially when it comes to the proteins, that you're varying what you're eating. And so it doesn't mean that you can't eat eggs several times a week and chicken several times a week and and that sort of thing. But it's um, when you're eating like the same, say, like two proteins every single day and that's all you're eating when it comes to your proteins. And that's pretty much where I was at with the eggs is I was um, putting the egg whites in my smoothie every morning. I was eating the hard-boiled eggs for breakfast every morning. Doing that over a long period of time, like a couple of years, it just built up a pretty bad intolerance for me. So, not eggs every morning. <laughs> not to the limit, uh, not to the amount that I was, at least. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to take that to the grave. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is, I mean, Lord knows we could keep going, but I'm going to stop here, which is totally possibly premature for some listeners, but there's so much more to learn from this. If you want to reach out to Brianne, Brianne, could you share where people can find you? Easiest place is on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at uh, just Brianne Showman on my personal page or get your fixed nutrition for the nutrition side of things. Um, or feel free to email me. You can email me at Brianne at getyourfixedpt.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on.